Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're going to talk about trespassing and whether or not there should be harsher punishments for trespassing. Um, We're talking about this today because farmers actually met this week to discuss, well, they're describing it as non-existent response times to their calls about rural gangs trespassing on their land, thieving, expensive farm equipment and intimidating farmers as well. So the guards are actually now advising farmers not to take the law into their own hands. So we're asking, do we need harsher punishments or what's the situation? Have you experienced this? Do get in touch with us today. I've got Mary on the line. Mary's in Kerry. Um, Mary, tell us what happened to you lately. Um, the 25th, there was five pilgrim cows stolen from me uh, to, to, between eight and the first break of the Thai show. So that's the time... The when... lorry was... Uh, the lorry was pulled out the first break of the kettle sh- uh, of the Thai show. Five cows. They picked them at random. I might be very lucky that they didn't get more because the fence wire broke. And the cows went into the field. Um, they picked them at random. A nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and two four-year-olds. I'm very, very wicked about it. I know. I don't blame you. And they can't go in, they can't go in thin air. And is your, Mary, just to explain, is your yard, is it at the back of the house or how, how close is it to, to, to your house? I'm not living there. It's an outside farm. It's an outside farm, okay. I was raised all right, but I'm not living there at the moment. Okay. So how were you alerted to this? or When did you find out or how did you find out? I found out at 13 minutes past 11. The neighbour uh, saw the cows. They went to his front yard. My next door neighbour over in Tarbert. And he put them in. We went over and we said they were okay in the front field. Uh, we couldn't put them in because it was pitch dark. And and uh, next morning, the the two my two sons went over, and uh, they were missing five. We had to do a head count to see mm. which five was missing before we rang the guards. Yeah. I rang the guards at ten pa- uh, thirteen minutes past no ten past ten past one. They rang the guards at ten past one, and they came out at six. Six p.m. 6pm. Is this the first time, Mary, something like this has happened? Yes. It is. Someone must, uh, I, uh, someone knew the place and knew the, the run. It was no stranger that did it. They had home information. It's very frustrating, Mary. You know, like... It, it is very, very... Yeah. It is very, very... You'll be mad. And I know the guards are obviously looking into it, but they haven't... You haven't got the, the cattle back anyway at this stage? No, no, no. no. Do you... Mary, are you, are you very far from the yard? Like, do you feel safe where you are? Uh, I'm 13 miles 
Okay. They were over at 2 o'clock and they were all fine. And it was the, t- the night of the tie show. Yeah. Mary, just in, in general, like I know this is a terrible, terrible, you know, thing that's that's happened and some of your, you know, obviously your your livelihood as well. But like are you, in general, would you feel safe now where you're living or the idea that somebody's been in round the, the property, in round the land? Uh, how would you feel safe? Like we're living in the country, you would never see a girl. <coughs> you would never see anyone. And have you anybody living, living near you or living, you know, even... I have. With you, yeah. Yeah. You have family around, have you, Mary? Yes. And would you see them day to day? They're living with me. Oh, they're living with you? Okay. Yes. And does that, that probably gives some comfort, does it? It do give you comfort, all right. Yeah. But trust no. How would you know my yard? How would you know the time we went? Time, time we were doing the cattle every day? How would you know that? That we wouldn't go over at night? And to know that you're... you're How would you find out our yard? had have home information and know more about it. Do, do you have any protection around the, you know, I know everyone talks about this thing about, you know, lights and sensor lights and cameras and... No, I had nothing. I have the gates locked now the day after the fire, as they say. Would you think, like, is that something you'd think about, Mary? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, bringing in more, bringing in more protection. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have the gate locked with a big chain and, uh, and tractors front to it and, oh, what we haven't. And you have to open them. It takes a time to open mm, all these locks. I know. It's not. It's not. It's not simple. Um, we're we're asking people to get in touch today. With this was if you're listening to Mary and you've experienced something similar. If you want to give us a shout, uh, you can call us on eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Willie is with us as well. Mary, stay on the line if you don't mind. I just want to bring Willie in too. Willie, do you feel safe on your land? Well, so look, I thought. Uh, good morning, and we. I, I, I thought. Look, I feel safe enough, but I mean, the threat is always there. I mean, you don't know when those gorillas are going to come in or how many of them is there. And I mean, when you're out the country, you could be miles from the nearest town or village or whatever. And I mean, we'll say in our own case down around here now, the nearest girl at night is probably 17 miles away. Like, if someone someone come in and you ring the guardie, now it's no fault of the local guardie or whatever. It's guardie at headquarters, guardie management at headquarters. That's where the real problem is. You ring those guys, they mightn't have a care to come out, the local, the nearest lads. They mightn't have a care. There mightn't be anyone there. And if they're there, it could take them a half an hour to come. Like, where are the gorillas going to be in that length of time? You've been listening to Mary. Yeah, I have, yeah. Willie there, yeah. I'm yeah. aware of Mary's. I'm aware of Mary's predicament, yeah. Have you experienced anything like that? 
not actual not actual theft of animals, but I have experienced um, people coming on to the farm uninvited and being very abusive when asked to leave. So you've gone out and confronted them and, and, and told them to get off the property? Oh yeah, I mean if I someone, see someone on the property that's not supposed to be there, they'll be just told where to go and that's it. And what is the situation, you know, at the moment? Because there's quite a number of people now have been getting in touch with us about this today since I, I mentioned it and, you know, with the experience of trespassing on their land and whether or not people are ever convicted for it and the type of, I suppose if you want to say punishment, if you want to call it that, you know what I mean, that's in place. Yeah, look, are... I suppose, look, I suppose I'm county chairman of Waterford, I see what I say. And I mean, I would have people onto me from all over the county and I would be aware of various situations, you know, within the county and even outside the county in South of Harry. Um, I'm not far from the border with South of Harry and I would be aware, uh, you know, know of various instances where something similar had happened with say, theft, the livestock theft, the machinery or whatever and I would hear complaints from people about how long it takes the guardies to respond. Mm. And I had one fellow on to me there the other day and he said, Six months later, they haven't responded. So that's why farmers met this week to talk about it. And, you know, they've described this as kind of non-existent response times when they're calling uh, calling for, for guards to come out when there's rural gangs trespassing on, on people's land. And in Mary's case, stealing, yeah. you know, cattle as well from the farm. Um, I, I see that Garda Commissioner Drew Harris, though, has in, in recent days, Willie, advised farmers or anybody else who might have a, a licensed firearm in their property not to take the law into their own hands. Now, did well, you... It's very easy for Drew Harris to come out and say that when he's sitting in a nice bloody comfortable office but yes, farmers are landowners are left out in the, out in the sticks and no guard of response when you ring them or you're waiting for them to come for half an hour and yet the tugs are running right. They're either stealing your property are doing some sort of damage. I mean, we need a, we need an actual police uh, force out there that will respond within a reasonable time in the country. Well, Mary, you said it was what six hours before. Yeah, ten ten past four until six o'clock. Okay. And uh, the cows are teenage. The genetic tested. Yeah. <coughs> the chip is in the okay. I think they're gone to the factory because if you have pot cattle, what would you do with them? So, like Willie, you mentioned your part of the um, of the, the 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 local the I um, the ICMSA in in your area. Like when you're chatting to farmers about this, I mean, were you surprised by this warning from Drew Harris this week, or or, or what? I mean, what are people saying locally in the ground there? Well, so look, I wasn't aware. I didn't hear. I didn't actually hear that Drew Harris had said that. Now, but I wasn't aware of it. And I'd say most farmers wouldn't be aware of it. But I mean, farmers are going to have to. Like, farmers are going to have to protect their property, regardless of what Drew Harris says. And, I mean, if those thugs come out and think that the farmers are going to sit back and leave them do what they like, they have another thing coming. There's probably not really anything you can do, Willie, though, is there? Well, huh. we'll, ju- we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? As fam- farmers can't sit back and leave those fellas run right and steal tractors, machinery, cattle, whatever. Farmers will have to do whatever they have to do 
I've a text. And and Joe Harris, if Joe Harris doesn't like that, he needs to get up off his backside and make sure he puts police out in the rural areas. It's no good to have Gandhi inside around the big inside around the big towns. Um, they need to be out around the country mm. as well. Well, it's the rural patrol. It's the it's the deterrent, I suppose. When you you know, if you're heading up some of the back lanes or country roads, and you see one of the you know those ASU vans coming, the cars coming down the road, or a squad car, like it's absolutely. I think the presence and and the deterrent is important to see it in in rural parts. Well, so that's the problem. We don't see it. Never around. Never. I mean, the two local stations near near me. One of them, I was told the other day, because I was trying to get a step for a tractor. Uh, the local station near me, I was told, the station is there, but there's no one in it anymore. I was told to go to the next station. I went to the next station, which was 10 miles from me. There was no one there either at 11 o'clock in the day. I ended up having to go to Dungavan, which was 17 miles from me. Text in from a listener here who says, I live in the village of my van. There's talk of cattle going missing from, from farms in the area as well, says this texter. Another listener, farmers of equipment stock worth hundreds of thousands being stolen, um, spending a few hundred on lights and monitored alarms mightn't be a bad idea, suggests this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about trespassing and this texter says my dad lives on his own. Two lads with dogs up around the yard the other day. They got very aggressive when with him when he asked them to leave. They threatened him. He was very shook by it and we have CCTV cameras but the guards can do nothing about it. And the thing I don't understand is that like trespass, trespassing is an offence. So they absolutely can do something about it. Uh, we were talking to Mary and Willie there about their experience. John is on the line too. Like John, what can a farmer, what can somebody do when you've people up trespassing around your land? There is all that you can do is you can ring the guardy, and you are quite entitled to expect a, a rapid response. Like, does you listen to Mary's case, you've heard Willie's. Like, Mary has... She's so far right that these gangs, they're coming onto our farms. Their degree of local knowledge is unreal. They have, I would guarantee you, gangs have, have roamed around my farm, all my neighbours' farms. They know the place like the back of their hand. And like to, to organise to steal Mary's cattle. She's dead right. It is local knowledge. Um, but... Like, the age profile of the farmers is getting... It's very high. Like, there's an awful lot of older farmers there. It's not a nice thing to be confronted by these gangs. And, you know, if you ring 999, um, these people deserve a proper response. You know, I've heard of cases. One man, um, a farm manager, uh, a mayor out in the field, and... um, Guys came on with dogs. They chased the mayor into a gate. She had to get 11 stitches. He rang the guard five times. There was no response. Um, every second day, and what these guys are doing is they're coming scouting to, to rob and to pilfer. The amount of robbery, nothing as bad as Mary's, even though she's only 30 miles away from me okay. in our area. But 
it's constant. We're constantly hearing of robberies. Have you experienced it yourself, John? Like, have you had trespassers up around your lands? I have trespassers, but I, I have not. Conf- I had didn't have any major confrontation. When they see me, I'll throw a few rares and they tend to go. But other neighbours are not so lucky. No, I know. They have it's frightening. They'll take like. off. They'll go where they like. Um, it, it seems to be. But these gangs are out every day of the week. Um, the guards need to take them in hand. Um, in the defence of the guards, I've heard of two occasions lately where they have done something, one in Clare and one in South Tipperary. But there was a farmer beaten up two days before that, badly by these gangs, in the Tipperary one. Um, like, it's an accident waiting to happen. Mm. You know, and it's all right to say a farmer has a shotgun or this, but nobody wants to see people getting hurt. And be it the farmer or anybody else. Um, and the guards need to take this, these gangs in hand. Okay. And we'll say, get them to find some other hobby. Because somebody's going to get hurt. Like, you're out on your farm. You know, you could be half a mile up the field. Mm. Or, um, it's, it's not a nice place to be, to be confronted by these gangs who tend to be getting more aggressive. Well, that's the case of the text that I just read out from that listener yeah. there who talked yeah. about their father living on his own and, and yeah. two lads and dogs and, and, and they got aggressive with, with him, with the, the landowner, threatening yeah. you know threatening him. Like, sure, that, yeah, like it's yeah. unbelievable. We've had a case beside us that um, uh, a farmer, we say two farmers, father, father and son, um, the son rang the dad, dad, there's guys down near the farmyard and the dad says, we'll go down and tell him to pick off. And he went down five minutes later, he rang the dad back, Dad, there's seven of them, and they're quite aggressive. So the dad loaded his jeep with his shotgun and headed down. No sign of the sun. He met four of the guys. No sign, and panicked, and, like, there was shots exchange. But, like, that's a terribly dangerous scenario, and nobody wants to see that. Absolutely Um, not. and And, like, in that particular case, there's... There's a guard station 10 miles away in Limerick. There's one in Bruff. Um, when that man rings the guards, he needs the guards mm. to respond very promptly before something terrible happens. Okay. And, like, we've been in touch with the, the guard commissioners. I've been speaking to our lo- local superintendent. Um, they're supposed to, both supposed to get back to us with a plan. and But we need it now. Well, it's, we it's, 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 by all accounts, it's, it's very common trespassing on land is, because yeah, I've yeah. more and, and more callers here getting in touch about it. John, stay with us because Kieran yeah. is on the line too. Kieran, do you think enough has been done to protect people? No, I don't think so. It's worse. It's an awful lot worse. I sympathise with Mary what happened and Liam, Willie. And uh, I know John very well. John is down the road from me. Okay. And John have you experienced it? Yes, I've experienced it. And what happened in, I, I, in your. Cases, Kieran. I was basically told I had a lot more to lose than what they had. And it's so, common. It's very, very common. This started, I'd say, about four years ago, and no farmer was actually talking about it because they were frightened about I it. Know. Like it's very easy to say when you're confronted by six people, and you're a great man in your own land, and next you have to turn around with your tail between your legs and go back up into the yard. The mine works dangerously. Like, 
you could say, if I brought out the gun and had frightened them, or my hair band could be on fire. The other scenario from it, like you just don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And as John said, there is an awful lot of farmers that are on their own, either pensioners, widowers, fellas that never got married, girls that never got married. And it's a, it's a great life. Farming is actually a great life. But if you have a family, they're going to school in the morning, you won't see them until 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. There's a long time between 8 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the evening. If anything, God forbid, anything to happen. We had an incident where cattle stampeded. I rang my neighbour, he wasn't at home, and I went out to his place. They were after going through my place. Mm. And I roared at him to get out, and I was told to F off. I had no problem about F off. But when he came back, he rang the guards. I also had rang the guards. His brother had rang the guards. One, two, three, four neighbours had rang the guards. No response. There was 399 calls made. No response. But that evening, they tried to lure a dog out of an ordinary house, and the guards responded to it from Limerick. The other side of this is, if someone gets hurt or someone discharges a firearm, his firearm can be taken off him, and he probably will do time. So I don't know any more after that. I know that's, you know, like that's what a lot of the texts, you know, the the point has been made by um, a lot of the listeners and texters today. But I know obviously the guards, you know, have very clearly said like people shouldn't and don't take the law in into your own hands. Uh, the message from the Gardaí about this, because I know uh, it is. But if, if a vigilante group starts, say, with farmers, there was a rumour one time about it. If that starts, that's going to be trouble. And we just don't want to see that happen. No, no, absolutely The other side not. of it is, we contacted two main politicians in our county. They never even, they said they'd look into it. That was four years ago. Right. Until this incident happened, I contacted my local chairman, which is John Bateman, of the ICMSA. Mm. And he put it on the paper. The amount of hits that people read, either online or read it on the paper. Mm. And people started coming out of their shelves. And talk Slowly, let's start to talking about I, it. I do have a text in here from a listener who says, I'm a retired guard that I'd prefer not to be named, but in my experience, if the farmers aren't willing to make a statement of complaint in writing with a view to giving evidence in court, then it's a complete waste of time. I presume, though, Kieran, people would make statements and, and you know, and, and know, I suppose, the, the process of what will happen. Like, I presume farmers are willing to, 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 to go forward with the Well, when I was drawn up, well, when I was drawn up, say, whatever our local club at the time was the rugby club over and there was uh, entertainment there on the weekends and um, that I know every garden bruff I know every garden crew I don't know any garden you could go and talk to them and there possibly would be something done all the girls now are strangers and our politicians they'll come around the election oh we'll sort it out we'll look into it we hear nothing all they want to do is hit the working class person. Whatever society is there, hit the working okay. class person. Let me, let me bring in James as well. James has got in touch too, Kieran. Um, James, what's your experience of all of this? You've been listening there now to a couple of different uh, people getting in touch today. Yes. Can you hear me? I can indeed, James. Yeah, go on ahead. Yeah, I had um, three guys arrived along on a Sunday morning about 12 months ago. Um, 
Two of them pulled up at the entrance with a jeep and a crew cab and a car. And uh, I heard there was uh, hounds up the back. Dogs were going mad up the back. My wife went, she was going out for a walk and she drove out the avenue. She met one of the guys. She asked him what he was doing. And he told her literally to go F off for herself. She took a picture of the the, the crew cab, mm. sent it to me. I rang the guards and the guards said to check up the number and come back to me. Um, I could hear the hounds barking up the back. So I went up with the tractor up the back and um, I met this guy. Um, he had about 30 hounds with GPS trackers on him. I asked him to leave and I asked him what he was doing in my place. And he told me that he had started um, two miles away in a neighbouring village and that he couldn't control where the dogs went. It was outside of his control. And I told him I felt this was his usual answer and that if I put animals out on the road, I have to control where they go. Mm. So he does have to control them as well. So I told him that I had rang the guards and the guards were on the way and I asked him to leave. Now, um, he gave me some few smart answers and then he started to walk away. Um, the guards, as I walked away from the guards, rang me back and they identified him and they told me that the three guys were normally going around in, in trees, in three guys going around together and that one of them was extremely dangerous and not under any circumstances was I to approach him that he was up, there was two assault cases up okay. already with, with okay. landowners that he had assaulted. And um, not to have anything to do with him. Um, I was walking away at this stage, and um, the guards said to me, uh, do you know which direction he's gone? So I told the, the guards, I pointed I pointed the fellow that trespassed in, the, in a certain direction, mm. and I told the guards where he'd probably come out on the, on the road. So the guards went off and met him, and uh, they came back down to me, and they said, listen, you can prosecute these guys for trespassing. Or he said, uh, we can give them a good warning off. Now, um, I I said that if they were that dangerous, that maybe the best thing to do was to just uh, give them a good warning off. So he said that um, he'd do that, and more than likely, they wouldn't come back because I'd given them a lot of hassle, and the guards had given them a lot of hassle. But those those other two assault cases, have come up since. Okay. And he, he got off with a, with a small fine in both cases. And, uh, did, did, and did you ever, like, did, you know, did anyone ever come back on your land again after this? Or was there, did you have any further experience of it yourself? No, n- not, not, with, not with those guys. No, no. not with those, because no. I actually... So the warning worked basically in your case. The, the, the warning did yeah. work. Yes, and the warning did would work. a lot of like I imagine because it must be terrifying, James. You know, and I'm I'm not, you know, I I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I assume I probably would walk back into the house and and I would be terrified, you know, to confront somebody or. But that point that was made there by the texter, um, you know, that if farmers don't make a statement, a complaint in writing, and if they aren't prepared to give evidence in court, that it can be hard. You know, it can be very difficult then to. To, to, to get a prosecution like I imagine a lot of people that would be very nervous or anxious about doing that Yes I would kind of disagree with the guard because um, I know I know one of the guys that he assaulted I know him very very well um, this guy was sick at the time uh, when they came into his land he went out and approached them and they assaulted him uh, he just asked them to leave and they assaulted him mm. but he took them to court they threatened them they came to his house two or three guys came to his house and threatened them when they knew the case was coming okay. up. And he didn't back out. Uh, he went to court with them, and he still didn't get okay. any grace. Okay. 
Look, it's fair. I know. I, I don't like. It's it's extremely difficult. And and I was you know I was going to ask you how common this is, or if you've experienced it in other years, James. But sure, I couldn't tell from the text today. It, it is very common because there's more and more people getting in touch with us with their own experiences here too. If another John that has texted in to say so, the guards arrest these professional thugs. Then what happens? Suspended sentence, maybe six months in prison. No shame felt by the thugs. They're let out and they're off at it again. Not the guards' fault. The guards can't keep arresting the same people all the time and nothing done about it. How can somebody have hundreds of previous convictions, asks this John. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.